0: Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast, coming to you from the Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. This is Episode 8. My goal is to give practical tips to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. Thank you to all of you who have listened to the first seven episodes I think we're off to a great start. Today, I'm going to go into the reading section and talk about different ways that you can approach this. When I was in high school, I struggled in this section. This was a, a difficult section for me. The first ACT that I took, I made a 14 in this section. I remember that my score, it did not increase much. My other sections had increased a bunch. By the 15th time, I had taken the ACT. I was sitting with extremely high scores in math and science. My English was over 30. I don't remember the exact number it was by the 15th, but I was at a 21 in reading. I knew if I did not improve my reading score, that I was never going to get those scholarships that I had to have. I had listened to a lot of experts over the course of high school. Just anytime I heard someone talking about a reading comprehension test, I would always really focus on. How they were doing it, because this section was so difficult for me. Almost everyone who seemed to know what he or she was talking about said, Students score highest when they preview the questions, meaning that you would look at the questions first, then you would read the passage. And I I would hear a lot of different approaches on skimming the passage, only reading the first and last sentence of paragraphs. I'd heard so many different things from people. And I was convinced that the top test takers, looked at the questions first, then read the passages. So that's what I was doing on virtually every ACT. By that 15th time, I I was so frustrated because I knew something had to change. And I remember the day I did this, I was sitting in the floor of my room, really discouraged. And I got some tests out and I said, okay, I'm gonna start completely over as if I've never taken this test. I'm gonna figure out what works for me. So in this podcast episode, I'm gonna teach three methods or three approaches that you can take when you do the ACT reading test. I want to start by saying, I have no idea what you should do. Now that probably takes you off guard. You're like, wait a minute, you're the ACT guy. You should know. I don't. And that's what's great because it's different depending on the student and you're going to have to figure out what works best for you. So in this episode, I'm going to describe the three ways, and then I'll just kind of summarize it by encouraging you to figure out which works for you. Method number one is simply to preview the questions, then read the passage, and then quickly answer the questions. So let's step through some of the wording there. Preview the questions can be defined a lot of different ways. That could mean read the entire question, only the question. It could mean skim the question, read the choices. You can define it a lot of ways, depending on what you might think works best for you. But in general, this strategy says preview the questions, then briskly read the passage. Now, when we say read the passage, that again can be defined different ways as well. Some will define this more as a skimming of the passage. Some will say, no, I'm just reading it quickly. I don't necessarily have to skim it. A lot of it's going to depend on how much time you used previewing the questions. So there's a lot of ambiguity here. And you're going to have to figure that out and define what works best for you if this is the method that works best. All right, method two is a little bit crazy. So I'm going to give you the story behind this. I went to my high school counselor. I told her that I was really frustrated with reading. It was killing my score. I said, I have no idea what to do. I've got to get help. She told me that there was a student at our school that was just killing the reading test. She's like, look, every time he's taking the test, he's just destroying it. His scores are incredible. She said, you need to go talk to him. Just see what he does. So I went to him and I said, Okay, my reading is terrible. I'm told yours is amazing. What do you do? He said, Well, you're probably not going to believe this, but he goes, I don't read the passages. I'm like, This is crazy. What do you mean you don't read the passages? He said, All I do is I look at the questions and the answers, and then I quickly scan the passage. So he said, I'm looking at all the questions first. I'm reading the choices, just kind of quickly reading the choices, but thoroughly looking at the questions. And then he said, I, jump back to the passages. And I just skimmed the passages looking for those key moments. And he said, I'm making a perfect score in reading and I never read a passage. I thought, great, I'm going to go try that. I tried it. I went down even more. But it does work for some. Now, the same way I said with method one, there's a little bit of a balance here in that you have to figure out how to define those words. When you say you never read the passage, obviously you have to look in the passage for some of it. So you have to define what that means. Don't read the passage. But there are students who actually score highest when they don't read the passage. I'll put this in the show notes. I'll have the three methods in the show notes. Toward the end of this episode, I'm going to tell you the percentages that I have found of students who score highest using each method. And I'll include that as well. But I'm going to let you wait to figure that out. Method three is the old-fashioned method. The old-fashioned method is you read the passage first then you answer the questions. When I teach this in my workshop, I say, read the passage thoroughly, then answer the questions. But I also have a note in my packet, and it says, if you use this method, you don't have a lot of time on the questions to keep looking back for answers. And we all know that we love in reading, we love to go back and check, 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 check our answers we're trying to reread, reread. You've got to be really careful with that. Too much of that slows you down so much you'll never finish. Method three, I'm going to read the passage thoroughly. Again, you have to define what that means for you. Then you answer the questions, but you don't have a long time to go back looking for answers. Again, I say it's the old-fashioned way because that's the way most people did it until all of this testing technique stuff started really being, you know, talked about and analyzed. And so now, what's happened is the major shift is to previewing the questions. There's a shift away from the old-fashioned of of reading the passage first, and then you got this crazy one of not reading. And some people will do a variety of things with that, maybe like. I've heard people say, oh, well, this expert told me to only read the first sentence of every paragraph. So you can go a lot of directions with this, but I, I stick with the three main of preview the questions, then read the passage, don't read the passage at all, or read the passage first, then answer the questions. So what are the percents? Well, I did a study on this with 117 high school students. Now I know that may not be the largest sample size I know that the way I did the study may not be the most exact scientific study. I mean, yes, I'm an engineer by trade, engineering degree, but I, I think there'd be many engineers say, well, you you didn't have right control groups. You didn't have your sample size, not big enough, whatever. I, I I think I'm close with the numbers. Here's what I found. It was 117 students from a bunch of different high schools. I had lured them there with my workshop and then we extended and did a big O study on this. And in my workshop, I had them test these three strategies. I told them they could define it however they wanted, but they had to stick in general with the principles of the three. Here's what happened. 48% of the students scored highest on ACT reading if they previewed the questions, then briskly read the passage, and then answered the questions. It was the biggest group, 48%. Now, what happens when I say that initially Most people react with, well, yeah, of course. I mean, the studies show, yeah, yeah, of course. Everyone should, you know, 48% is a big number, but that means if you are teaching to a group that over half of the students in that group should not do that. This is a huge, huge issue with me. Experts or so-called experts who try to teach ACT prep and say that you should preview the questions need a pause and change that. I argue that not even half of you should preview the questions because my study shows 48% score highest if you preview the questions. I've found that about 8% of high school students score highest if they don't read the passage at all. They take that second approach of I am going to read the questions thoroughly and then just try to find answers, about 8%. Now, here's what's really interesting about this. When I teach this at my workshop. And I say, hey, here's method two. It is incredible how many students are like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's me. That's what I do. Oh, yeah, that, well, listen, there's a lot of people using method two that shouldn't be. And why? Why are we doing that? Yeah, you don't have to read the passage. So heck yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna read the passage, baby. That's a strategy for me. That's that's a scary thing. And what I found in, in my study was I found there were a lot of students initially, because I would always do this, I would always say, okay, which method works best for you? Before we ever begin, I would ask that. And I was amazed how many students said method two, don't read the passage. I would estimate it was around 20%. After we did the study most of those actually were scoring higher with method one or method three. And there were some students who were really surprised. who are like, wow, that actually worked for me. I told you that when I tried it, my score actually went down. For some students, it will be a surprise because it will go up. And for many, substantially. I've also found that students who genuinely score highest not reading the passages, they usually score very high. Many of them in the 30s or even high 30s. I would only say that is primarily for students who genuinely score highest if they use method two. So the third method, the old-fashioned method of reading the passage first, reading it thoroughly, then quickly answering the questions, 44%. 44% of students, so yes, it's less than half, should do the old-fashioned method. But just like method one, it's almost half. 44% is a big number. And if experts are saying, hey, all of you in reading, you should preview the questions, then read the passage. Or hey, you should only read the first sentence. If 44% of the students that you're telling that to score higher a different way, you got to step back and rethink that. I do believe that with some instruction and some practice and some technique work, we could probably shift some of those 44 into that 48 and increase that method one but i don't think it would even remotely come close to enough that we would say all of you should do it or even 80% of you should i don't even think we'd get close to that there's three different ways general methods that i teach and i think based on the percentages 48 8 and then 44 you just have to say to students it depends and I'll even have students, they'll say, they'll go, how do, how do I know? Or what am I? So you got to try it and practice. You, you got to practice. There's there's nothing magical about uh, hearing methods spoken or listening to a podcast episode or coming to my workshop. There's nothing magical about that. It's just going to be an issue of practicing. Students must figure out. You must figure out what works best for you. You're going to have to try them. That's all I know to tell you. You've got to try them. Now in my workshop, I go into a lot of details Um, beyond that, uh, that's just one little part of the reading section, but I'll I'll get into details on uh, all kinds of other stuff. And maybe I'll cover some of those in different episodes as we go. This week, I just wanted for this episode to discuss the three general methods or strategies, approaches you can take to doing the reading comprehension section. Again, I'm going to put that in the show notes for you. You'll find that either in your app or on my website, podcast.chadcargill.com. Again, this is episode eight and you'll also find all the other episodes there as well on the Chad Cargill Workshops Facebook page. I'll post this. It's a great place for you to post comments. I read those. I'll review those. I'll answer those. It's a really good resource for you. I'm looking into doing possibly an online question and answer session. Been uh, reviewing this for some time, some ideas on how to do this. So I'm I'm really looking into that. I got a lot of ideas. I'm doing the whole crazy uh, homeschool distance learning thing now with all my kids home. My goodness, I'm spending a lot of time managing five littles. I've got fourth grade all the way down to second grade, and uh, with them, it is it's been an interesting experience. But I'm learning some of the value of the online uh, platforms out there, and so I'm gonna uh, I'm looking into ways that we can implement that possibly where you can interact with me and we can do some remote learning, especially in this time of the coronavirus and everyone sequestered in their homes. And I think we could accomplish some stuff with that. Well, We are booking workshops for the fall now and several of them are already posted on chadcargill.com. Specifically you can go to calendar.chadcargill.com. You'll find those there. We'll be adding a bunch of them as we go. A lot of the schools, we had multiple calls even today. Uh, with uh, schools talking about scheduling and trying to figure out when and how we're going to do that next year. So just keep an eye on that. If you would like me to come to you for a workshop, you can do that. Contact us. My assistant is Penny. And so penny at com. You can email or you can call our office at 405-454-3233. And Penny will be able to talk to you about the details and how to get that set up, but nothing to make me happier than to, to drive out, to your town, get to meet you and all of your classmates and do a workshop there at your school. As I've said in the last several weeks, I've got a couple of resources out there for you. You can go to scholarships.chadcargo.com, scholarships with an S.chadcargo.com. If you enter your email there, you will receive a PDF of what scholarship committees look for and the way you can get yourself up there at the top of that list. So that's a great resource for you. And then the one I've talked about the last two episodes, you can also go to testday.chadcargo.com and get that must-know list for the things you have to know the day of the ACT. So that's two resources that you can get. And if you do that, you'll be on my mailing list. And so each week a new podcast episode comes out, I'll email that to you. That way you'll know it's there. And then when I get any of the Q&A sessions or the mastermind groups or any of that going, You'll be the first to know. Q&A sessions will have a limited number of people that can be on at once. And so once those spots are reserved, they'll be taken. And then when we hit that limit, then you'd have to wait for another Q&A session. And so if you're on that mailing list, you'll be the first to know. I'll send that to you to let you know when we will be um, having them. And you can get registered to make sure you get your spot. Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys listening again this week to the podcast episode. I'll be back next week. I've got a lot more planned for you and uh, I hope you stay safe. Get, get out of the house. I I took my wife and our newborn. We just got out. We drove to Brahms. We sat in the Brahms parking lot, rolled down the window and just thought, wow, it's going to be really something again when we can go to a restaurant or to, uh, and, and I know you're listening to this from another area. You're probably like, what is Brahms? Brahms is the greatest ice cream and dairy store ever. And you'll find those in Oklahoma, uh, you'll find them Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas, and Texas. I think, I think that's all they go. But anyway, it's, we had great ice cream and, uh, and no, they're not a sponsor of the podcast. I, I should maybe approach them about that. But uh, anyway, I, I hope you get out and enjoy some time with family, friends, uh, call someone, ask them how they're doing. That would probably be a, a great thing for all of us to do right now. And, and, uh, you know, just be thankful for what we have. Um Uh, my wife and I were talking about it, driving back from Brahms today. We're like, we're just so thankful we have our house. We're so thankful that we're able to go outside. Uh, things could be a lot worse. And, uh, I hope we all just pause and, and appreciate that for a moment. Okay. Well, until next week, you guys be safe and I'll talk to you soon.